guys, it's hot. I've got to be real. It's fucking hot. It's currently 34 degrees in the UK. And it's the 9th of September. Like, what is going on? Baby, climate change is quite frankly very real right now. And it's so hot, I'm having to record outside. I'm currently outside in my garden because I couldn't take the heat, baby. I had to get out of the motherfucking kitchen. So here I am in the garden. So if you can hear the birds, if you can hear the, the cuckooing of the pigeons, you know what? I hope, you I hope you like it because it's never going to happen again. This is quite frankly like a once in a season experience. And you know what? I'm kind of enjoying it. Like I'm just looking around. Welcome back to Self Interrupted, by the way. I'm Kit Costello. I'm your host. This is my podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This isn't normal. If you're watching on Spotify and you see me outside in the garden, this isn't normal. I'm not like a garden enthusiast but we're here today because i couldn't take the heat in my bedroom i was in my bedroom last week recording the episode and i just had to stop because i was literally i was like this is a bit too much for me like i'm sweating down my back trying to talk about what am I, what are we talking about today overnight success oh i just heard like a quite a concerning noise from the bush see this is the thing about recording outside guys you never know what's gonna happen like a fox could fully savage me to death right now but i think it looks kind of pretty i'm looking in the viewfinder right now if you want to look on spotify this episode would be the episode to watch because quite frankly every other episode is just in my bedroom but we're out in nature baby but today like i said we're going to be talking about overnight success and just a lot of the, like, the nuance that comes with being a creative and being told that you should be successful really quickly and the judgment that you have when you're not successful quickly and just like the societal pressure that comes with not having overnight success and the expectation of getting success really quickly but before we get into the topic i want to talk about what's been going on since i last spoke to you guys okay so let's get into what's been going on in my past weeks first of all olivia rodrigo released her sophomore album guts and i am holding up the vinyl right now because i do want to do a quick review and i do want to go through each i do want to go through each song because i at the end of the day like i am gonna be a music enthusiast i'm a girly that loves music and more than music i love an album rollout i love the marketing of just a pop star. I think growing up with Hannah Montana really did it for me. Actually, before I get into the review, I just want to talk about the experience of listening to a new album because I compare the experience of listening to a new album to waking up at your friend's house or just waking up at someone's house that you haven't been to before. It's kind of like, okay, now where the fuck am I? I'm looking around, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, this isn't my room. I'm not familiar, I feel comfortable, but like, I just, I just need to get accustomed. And that's exactly what it feels like when I'm listening to a new album, it truly is. And I listen to this, let me tell you the story of how I listened to this. So it was around, I would say half past 10 on Thursday night. And I, maybe I illegally watched Barbie on the website. The Barbie film, we're all familiar, a billion dollar box office hit. I watched it and I cried. Genuinely, if you haven't watched Barbie, a couple of spoilers, but just at the end, when they're in Barbie land and then everyone's like, oh, what's ba what, what about Barbie? What's Barbie gonna do? And then she was like, I don't feel like Barbie anymore. Bitch, I was sobbing. Genuine like, <laughs> get help. I don't know you guys because there I was, 12 a.m., Barbie's finishing, Guts has just come out and I'm like literally in a puddle of tears. And it was really bad. Like my sinuses were getting blocked up from the amount of, <laughs> the amount that I was crying. I was like, this is just not, it's almost not healthy, but it felt like a good cry and I needed that. And then as soon as Barbie ended, I was like, well, guts is out, baby. Let me just give it a listen real quick. So I pulled up Olivia Rodrigo's Genius website. If you don't know what Genius is, it's like a lyric page where you can read all the lyrics to a song, a new song. And I like to, I like to delve into the lyrics while I'm listening to new music. But like I said, listening to a new album for me is so unfamiliar. It's almost a little bit like shocking. You know, so I listened to three quarters of the album at 12 a.m., which probably wasn't the best idea because I was reading lyrics off of a bright screen at like 12 a.m. 
and then I was also listening to music, so I wasn't really like paying attention 100% because in my head I was like, I'm, I'm literally getting whiplash. I just was like sobbing over the Barbie movie and now I'm listening to Olivia Rodrigo's new album. I don't know. First track off of the album was All American Bitch. Now, I love this song. I truly do. I think it's such a good opener. I love how Olivia has this tongue-in-cheek relationship with the listener. And it's like, yeah, I'm the ideal woman. I'm the ideal American bitch. And then it gets to the chorus and she's like, actually, no, I'm not. Like, I truly am not. And I love that for her. A bad idea, right? Again, I first listened to this song when it came out and I was not feeling it. I've got to be real. Like, let me be honest. In Olivia Rodrigo, we have to trust. Oh, I didn't say that pretty in Olivia Rodrigo there we go we have to trust because now I love that song seeing you tonight is a bad idea right and she was right vampire loved it as soon as Olivia Rodrigo said fame fucker I was like oh she's so back now Lacey oh Lacey Lacey the fourth track off of guts by Olivia Rodrigo's sophomore album my god Lacey there's a lot of theories about who Lacey's about I'm not going to discuss because I'm not that kind of girl but I'm delving deep into the rumors and the, the speculation because I'm very intrigued and it is intriguing to me. And I have a certain person that I think it's about, but that's none of my business. Ballad of a Homeschool Girl. Love this song. I also love the title because it's not a ballad, but I think that Olivia's trying to say to the listener that homeschooling didn't work for her. I don't know because a lot of the lyrics, I can't, oh my God, there's a fucking frog. You guys, I'm looking at a tree right now. And there's a frog on the tree. Don't come over to me. Anyway, at first I wasn't 100% keen on the, the rocking style. I'm much more of a ballad kind of girl. I truly am. But while I was listening to this on the way back from the supermarket today, I was kind of yearning for the, the rockiness. Moving on to Making the Bed. This was a number one favorite on first listen and still is probably my number one favorite off of the album. It comes from the phrase making your bed and lying in it or make your bed and lie in it. Very clever. And it's about her just being in the position that she is with fame and releasing such a successful debut album. It's like, I wanted all the success and now that I have it, I'm not sure if I actually want it anymore. But I did this to myself, so I made my bed, I may as well just lie in it. God, a lyrical mastermind. Okay, logical, logical. Like, talk about it. She is, you know what? I saw this, women's stories matter. Women's stories matter. Two plus two does equal five. And if Olivia Rodrigo says that two plus two equals five, it does. God, I'm so dumb. I would have been like, well, that doesn't make sense because it actually does equal five. So loving you does, it is logical because two plus two does equal five. Now what? Get him back. Again, get him back was a grower for me. Like I've said, I'm not sure about the punky ones, but on multiple lessons, the punky ones are becoming my favorite. Like get him back. No, you have to. I want to meet his mom just to tell her her son sucks. Say it again, Olivia. The thing is, I've never been in a relationship. But I know that as soon as I'm in a relationship and I break up with said person, songs are going to be streamed. Olivia's songs are going to be streamed. And there's also artists that I've never listened to. But once I'm in a relationship slash been broken up with, I will listen. Like Phoebe Bridges. Never listened to one of her albums ever in my life. But I, they're on hold. And you need to understand because people are like, no, you need to listen. I'm like, no, I don't want to listen to Phoebe Bridges right now because I'm waiting for someone to break my heart. And the same with Boy Genius. I know a couple of their songs, but I'm waiting. Like, you guys need to understand, it's for the plot. I have certain artists that are just, like, in my back pocket just in case someone fucks me over. Anyways, you guys, Love is Embarrassing. Not my favourite song off the album, but I definitely think it will grow on me. Pretty isn't pretty. Oh, as a model, as a runway model, Pretty isn't pretty, that's my song. Pretty isn't pretty is basically talking about the fact that, you know, I guess everyone calls Olivia Rodrigo pretty, but she doesn't feel pretty sometimes. You know, pretty isn't pretty enough. Then what? Now what? 
she just gets it. And then the last song, the closer to this album is Teenage Dream. Now, was Olivia Rodrigo brave for naming one of her songs you know, after one of the most popular songs in pop history, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Yes, she was. However, she was very clever because Teenage Dream is quite the opposite of Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, which is why I give her a pass. Teenage Dream is basically about your youth slipping away and being slightly worried that you gave your best in your teen years and you have nothing else to give. I feel like Guts, there is definitely a sense of maturity in the songwriting and it's not as straightforward as Sour was, which is why I think a couple of people maybe are favoring Sour. The construction of Sour is more mainstream pop, I think, personally. I think my favorites off of Guts currently, I would say The Grudge. Oh, did I talk about The Grudge? I didn't talk about The Grudge. The Grudge is one of my favorite songs and I didn't even talk about it. Not The Grudge Erasure. But yeah, The Grudge is one of my favorites right now. Ballad of a Homeschool Girl is rising for me. Of course, Vampire. I feel like with singles off of albums, I don't care about them when the album comes out because I'm like, well, baby, I've had months to listen to you. Give it up for the new girls, you know? I think my favorites are All American Bitch, The Grudge, Teenage Dream, Logical, Making the Bed, oh shit, not me naming the whole album. My top three, Making the Bed, The Grudge, and Ballad of a Homeschool Girl. I wanna, I wanna add a punky one in there. I don't just wanna say Teenage Dream just because they're all ballads, like please. That ends my Olivia Rodrigo Guts review segment. I hope you enjoyed. I hope it was insightful. Guys, it's so fucking hot right now. I'm literally sweating. I thought it'd be better for me to be outside. I think it was worse. But anyway, moving on from Olivia Rodrigo, let's get on to what's actually been going on in my past weeks. The heat wave. The heat wave has been pissing me off. The heat wave started, I would say Monday. It's now Saturday. Give it up. Give it up, delicious. You look like a man. It was so nice before the heat wave. It was maybe 17 degrees every day. It was cloudy. It was getting into Gilmore Girls weather. We were comfort. We were cozy. We were cocooning vibes. And then the sun came out and had to ruin that for me. This week, I also had a fashion week casting. Fashion week castings are commencing. It's true. So I had a fashion week casting on... Thursday, I think it was. And it was a very chill one. It was actually a really, really lovely one. It was for a smaller brand, which I always seem to find are friendlier because the bigger brands, a lot more models are there. And it's more just like you're a number rather than you're actually a human being, which is always nice to be treated, you know, as a human being. Um, and I actually fitted for a couple of looks, which is always a good sign. And they also asked me to take my hair down, which is another good sign. However, comma, I did slick my hair back. And like, I feel like there's an unwritten rule that you don't ask a girl to take down her hair after it's been perfectly slicked with a side fringe. Like, I just feel like it's a little bit... It's against the girl code in my opinion, but there I was brushing my hair down. But yeah, the fashion week casting was actually pretty good and the clothes were really, really cool, which is always nice. When you do a casting and even when you do a show and you feel good in the looks, it's incredible. When you're walking down a runway and you hate the looks or the looks are really bad and they're hard to walk in, it's actually so pits. Like it's so trenches because the last thing you want to do is A, look bad and B, fall over. But when you're doing both, like, actually grab my hand, I'm in the trenches. Like, take me out. Um, This week, I've also been going to the gym consistently. Yeah, it's true. I've been running 5Ks in under 20 minutes. It's a record for me. Like, it's a KCCU breaking record. What the fuck is that? Guys, outside filming, I'm not sure about because I'm just in touch with all the elements right now. And I just, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me because of the heat. I think it's really nice to break your own records. I'm not trying to break other people's records. I'm just breaking my own. Me being in competition with myself probably isn't the healthiest thing in the world, but it's also nice. It can be funny records. Like, oh, I broke 
my record today for the most time I've spent on my phone. Like it doesn't have to be a good thing. It can actually be quite a bad thing. Anyway, oh my God, I have a story to tell. I was trying to tell this that time that I tried to record this episode last time, but it was so hot. Also, I tried to record last week's episode five times. Give it up. Like if it doesn't work two times, I need to stop. But I don't know why I tried five times to record last week's episode. There's a plane going past. If you can hear it, please ignore. The other day I was, you know how, I don't know if this is normal, but I have a certain person on TikTok. It's a man, I find him attractive and I stalk him on social media. I don't follow him. I just keep up to date. I think it's called sleuthing. I sleuth and I stalk. So anyway, I was looking up this man's Instagram on Instagram, you know how it is. I wanted to do the daily check-in of his story, but I looked below his account while I was looking it up and I saw this guy that I recognized and I was like, oh, I know you from somewhere. Let me click on your profile. I wasn't following him. So I was like, hmm, the plot thickens. Who the fuck are you? And I look at the profile picture some more and I'm like, oh, this is my secondary school bully. Oh, okay. Let me do a bit of digging. He was on public. So I said, baby, you're just opening the, you're opening the gate for me to do a little bit of digging on you. Let's go. So I go on all of his highlights and I'm looking through and I get to the gym one and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, okay. This helicopter's kind of pissing me off. Go away. Like I just, I can't have one thing. Anyway, so I'm on his gym highlight reel and I'm clicking through and I'm thinking, oh, this looks, this looks a bit hauntingly familiar. And I'm clicking through and I'm seeing the branding of my gym on his highlights. And I'm thinking, okay, see now this is getting weird because my gym is in my village. My gym is not a chain. There are no multiples of my gym. It's a one-off, it's a boutique gym in my village. Which by the way, my secondary school is nowhere near my village, nor my hometown. What the fuck are you doing in my gym? I'm dotting up the dots and I'm thinking, oh, this is bizarre. Like how funny this gym must have copied my gym's aesthetic. No bitch, it's the same gym. Cause I noticed one of my gym buddies, a woman in her late to mid fifties in the background on the treadmill. Oh my God, please. So now I'm aware that my secondary school bully goes to my gym. Like actually imagine if I bumped into him, what, what do I say? And I know full well, if I saw him without knowing the context that he went to my gym, I would not recognize him in any capacity. But now I recognize him, what do I do? What do I do in the situation that he comes up to me and he's like, hey Kit, what's going on? I don't know. Like, I truly don't. Like, do you say, hi, you made my life a living hell for four slash five years. It's great to see you. No, I don't want to see you. Get out of my face. But luckily I have something called an off-peak membership at the gym, which basically means I can only use the gym from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I'm pretty sure this guy probably goes on all the gym lads go at like 6 p.m. Which by the way, could never do a gym rush. Imagine going to the gym with people your age, like actually push me off a cliff. I'd rather that. Baby, I can swim. I cannot converse slash communicate slash coexist with people my age at a gym. If I was having to suffer with people my age, it's a no-no. Last Saturday, I also got laser hair removal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was my second to last session of the package that I currently have, which I am gonna be purchasing another package on top of this. But one thing that I've learned since getting laser is that I cannot and will not go on the tube after getting laser because A, people stare at you because it looks like I have sunburn just on my beard area. But then also once you're getting hot, you feel your beard area getting hot because you know, a laser's just been on it and then it gets swollen. And then it looks like I'm a piece of cauliflower that's been dipped in red paint because my skin texture's all bumpy and then it goes red. So what I've learned is that I need to just walk around London for a bit so that my skin cools down. I went to a park by myself listening to sad music while couples made out with each other on top of each other. 
let's stop the PDA. And I am serious. Anyway, let me breathe. I then went to Leon. You guys fuck with Leon. Leon is somewhat of a fast food restaurant, which is branded as like healthy fast food. And I spent a pretty penny in Leon. I truly did. I spent like 10 pound, which I don't really do. I don't really buy food like that in London. I'll normally buy like just a protein bar and a sugar-free Sprite. Like that's my vibe. But I was thinking, you know what? I just want to listen to a podcast, sit in Leon and just vibe for a bit. So that I did. I got the chickpea curry box from Leon, which is actually really, really yummy. I didn't really rate the rice though because it wasn't long grain rice it was really really short grain and I was just thinking this looks like plastic it looks like I shouldn't be eating this but the sauce was really yummy and then I also got potato waffles oh yeah I heard you kind of humming and harring potato waffles with the curry and yeah I'm kind of thinking the same thing now if I'm completely honest but I didn't want to get the side of coleslaw like be serious I wanted to indulge and I wanted to get some waffle fries but the waffle fries weren't crispy they were soggy. And I was thinking, okay, see now I've spent 10 pounds on rice that looks like plastic and waffle fries that are soggy and cold. And I'm, I'm not sure about that. But then I also got a ginger beer and I really rated the ginger beer. You guys, I've got to move this setup because it's getting hot. The sun is starting to directly penetrate my skin at the back of my neck. Okay, you guys. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the catch up to be honest. It's been very chill. It's been a chill week, but I guess we should get into the topic which is overnight success and why that mentality of overnight success is quite frankly toxic overnight success let's talk about it i've pulled up the meaning of overnight success here because i wanted to stay in your mind throughout this episode okay so in quotes overnight success is something or someone that becomes successful in a short amount of time remember it Keep it in your noggin because we're going to be referring to it later. What inspired me to do this episode today was a recent viewing of the 2012 classic Katy Perry Part of Me documentary. I felt really inspired to watch this documentary because some of you may know that I've been in the trenches as of late, but I've been climbing my way out. A recent viewing of Katy Perry's documentary was something that I felt like I needed. When I'm really feeling uninspired, watching a documentary helps me out so fiercely and I hadn't watched Katy Perry's in a while. So there I was viewing Katy Perry's documentary and now I am someone that thought that Katy Perry was an overnight success. Why is that I hear you cry? Because that's how she was marketed towards me. That's how society was pushing Katy Perry. But let me tell you, let me tell you right now, that is nothing of the sort. Katy Perry was not an overnight success and I want to tell you as for why she wasn't. So in a nutshell, this is Katy Perry's career. Katy Perry signed to her first label in 2001. She signed to a Christian music label, like, you know, the religion, Christianity. She signed to that because her parents were like really Christian vibes, I guess. And she released her first album also in 2001. She then scrapped the Christian aesthetic and moved to LA. And this record label was trying to make her the next Kelly Clarkson. They were trying to make her the next Avril Lavigne. But Katie kept saying like, bestie, I want to be the first Katy Perry. Like, I don't understand what you're not getting about this. But they didn't listen to her and they tried to put her in this band as the lead vocalist. And ultimately the band concept didn't work out. Who's shocked? Not me. Anyway, this record label was so vicious and so villainous that they didn't care about Katie after she flopped in the band, so they shelved her. Shelving an artist basically means that they give up on you. They don't even attempt to release any singles. They don't push you as an artist. They don't care about your music. You're just kind of locked up under their contract. In a music contract, a lot of the time, it's like you have to release two albums before you can even leave our contract. So shelving an artist basically means that you're locked in captivity because you can't release music, therefore can't get out of the contract. It's bad for Katie at this point. You need to understand. However, 
comma, one of the workers at this label decided to hand in their resignation because they're like, I'm seeing what you're doing to Katie and I'm not standing for it because Katie is a true talent. So they hand in the resignation, steal all of Katie's files with her music on, with her songwriting on, with her ideas on, take it to another label in LA and this other label in LA sign Katie and this is in 2008 they sign Katie and Katie releases her first single off of this record label. And I just quickly want you to guess what this single was. Three, two, one. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, it's an unheard Katie song. I've never heard of this song. A really deep cut Katy Perry song. It's I Kissed a Girl. I Kissed a Girl was her first single with this record label. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's let that sink in for a minute. I Kissed a Girl, that was number one for seven weeks in America, was Katy Perry's debut single. Huh. That's interesting. Katy Perry's second single. I just want a couple of guesses. Again, like maybe it's a deep cut. Maybe I've never heard of it. Hot and cold. You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. Like that was her second single. And that is truly what inspired this episode. Because the idea that Katy Perry was branded as this overnight success because she released her first single and it went to number one for seven weeks. Katy got signed in 2001 and released I Kissed a Girl in 2008. If we're doing a bit of mental math, that's seven years. Seven years of not giving up. Seven years of grinding her ass off. Seven years of consistent work to finally be recognized and to finally be noticed by the general public. I've been feeling a certain type of way recently with my career and feeling like it's slightly stagnant and feeling like I'm not being recognized for my talents. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's just me. No one else goes through this. And watching a film like Part of Me 2012, Katy Perry, realizing that she was signed in 2001 and no one really cared about her until 2008 when she released her first single and it went to number one for seven weeks. Like that's history and you need to understand that. So like I said, I did a bit of research into the idea of overnight success and I came across this Forbes article from 2016 written by some person called Lewis. So thank you, Lewis, if you're out there listening. And Lewis says, I have realized that one of the most common obstacles in becoming successful is the unconscious wish for overnight success and having it all. Such wishes make people impatient and shortcut minded, all of which have devastating effects on performance and judgment. Debunking these myths is key. He goes on to say, what most people call overnight success, and this is important, what most people call overnight success is actually the market suddenly realizing the value of a great product or service that has been kept in obscurity for too long while its creator refused to give up. And if we're going to link this back to, oh, sorry, end quote. Yeah, end quote, end quote, you guys. Just want to make sure that that quote's ended. But if we want to link this article back to those stories that I was telling of these artists that have had overnight success, it matches up. The idea that this great product has been kept in obscurity for too long while its creators refuse to give up, that's the part that gets me. Refuse to give up. Like I said, recently I've been feeling so defeated with modeling and just with my career in general, but I feel like a lot of creatives feel this way and it's so important to be honest and it's nice to have friends that are in a creative industry so that you can be honest about this kind of stuff. But I was just feeling like, oh my gosh, I've been modeling for two years and I just feel like I'm not at the point where I wanted to be. 
you just realize that everyone's gone through this. Every creative that you love, every artist that you love, every model that you love has worked for what they have. They truly have. Like they've been working their ass off to get to where they wanted to be. And I think it's really interesting that society kind of has this narrative that people are just overnight successes and they brand them as that. And I do have a little theory and let me get into it really quickly. So I believe that society want to push the narrative of overnight success so that when creatives aren't successful within a year, they give up and they go into the system of a nine to five job. And I truly think I ate with that theory. And I feel like it doesn't sound that crazy now that I've said it in context of this episode because it just makes sense. Why are you saying that someone's an overnight success when they quite literally aren't? If I could get sued by saying that I have a couple of awards for a podcast that I didn't win, Why can't you be sued for saying that someone's an overnight success when they're not? Personally, if someone called me an overnight success, I'd be pissed off. Say in like a year or something, I blow up and I'm the most famous model in the world. If someone had the nerve to say Kit Costello's an overnight success, the way I'd be debunking those myths straight a fucking way. Because it does kind of demotivate you if you're seeing all these people being called overnight successes and they've had all of the success but you've been working for so long it does make you want to give up it does make you want to stop it's like oh well, it's come so naturally to them i'm trying too hard i'm a try hard girl being a try hard is a good thing and i actually want to talk about this really quickly because i always think about this i'm i i, I try so hard and everyone else seems to be doing it so effortlessly and so easily and that it looks like they're not putting in effort and i don't mean that as a diss to those people saying that they don't put in effort because obviously they do everyone puts effort to be in the place that they are in their career it it, it comes a point where it almost if i'm going to be completely vulnerable it feels slightly embarrassing sometimes when you feel like you're almost begging for success in a sense and you're not seeing it but other people don't seem to be doing that and they're just getting the success that you want Oh, but I want to remind you, the Kittenators in the KC Kingdom, the KC Kingdom is now the name of our nation. It's the KC Kingdom, Kit Costello Kingdom. I want to remind the Kittenators in the KC Kingdom that being a tryhard is such a good thing and it's such a good trait because it just means that you're so passionate about what you want to do. And yeah, it can be embarrassing sometimes when you put so much effort into it, but that's only embarrassing because you've been made to feel like it is. Because society has kind of put this expectation on you that you should be successful in the first year. That if you're not successful within the first year of what you're doing, that you should give up. No, baby, you've got to nourish it. You've got to feed it. It's like a, I don't know, like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Like that shit doesn't happen overnight. You've got to cocoon for a bit. You've got to like give yourself the nutrients to be able to grow your wings and to fly. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And I think that it's really interesting how also... Not only society makes me feel bad about being a tryhard, but social media does. And that's what I want to talk about next. So I've seen a couple of TikToks recently about social media. And I there was one specific one where this girl was like, oh, Instagram's the mean girl of social media. And I was kind of thinking, okay, you guys, let's be serious. Like, that doesn't make sense. How is How are you putting... A social media how are you giving social media a personality trait and then she started explaining it and i was like oh my god that's so true this girl basically said that instagram is full of people that you used to go to school with your family friends your family your instagram is full of all of these people that you've almost collected throughout your life and when you upload a story 
everyone just watches it. The majority of people don't pop up to your story and say, oh my God, you look beautiful. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Look at what you're doing. You're so successful. Good for you. And then you do kind of think about it. You're like, oh my God, wait. Everyone's just kind of viewing each other on social media. You're just judging each other. Because when you post a picture, I know that I don't like every single photo that I see on social media. But why don't I? Why don't I comment on every single person's photo? Why don't I say, oh my God, you look beautiful? When you do kind of peel back that curtain, it is slightly judgy. Like you are just looking at social media and you, I do feel judged on social media. Oh my God. And I just found that take really interesting. And it just made me think. And I found another TikTok of this girl reading this book called How to Break Up With Your Phone by Catherine Price. And I just want to read the extract that she was reading on the TikTok because it resonated with me, quite frankly. Human beings are social creatures and we desperately want to feel like we belong. It wasn't so long ago that this affirmation or rejection came from a real life group of people as it happened to me in middle school when a group of so-called friends rated our classmate popularity on a scale of one through ten and decided that I was a negative three. The bigger point is that whereas my verdict was delivered in person and somewhat privately, today it would have been posted for everyone to see. Whether it's rates on Uber, likes on social media, or any of today's most popular apps actively encouraging users to judge each other. Those features aren't there by accident. This is important, kittenators. Designers know that humans have an intrinsic desire for affirmation and that the more ways there are for us to be judged, the more we will monitor our score. The fact that these judgments matter to us is just as questionable as to why I remember the popular incident from more than 25 years ago. What's particularly weird is that we don't just care about other people's judgments, we ask for them. We post photos and comments to show others that we are lovable and that we are popular and on a more existential level that we matter. And then we check our phones obsessively to see if other people or at least their online profiles agree. And even though we know that we are curating our own feed to make our lives look more exciting, we forget that other people are doing the exact same thing. Putting this all together, it makes sense as to why spending a lot of time on social media could be associated with depression and low self-esteem. Take a minute to breathe. Take a minute to breathe, baby. Because the way I saw this TikTok, and you know when you just know this stuff, like I didn't see this TikTok and think, oh my God, this is revolutionary information. But it's just really nice when stuff's put point by point and you realize that it's not just you going through this and it all ties back to the idea of overnight success. And for me, more than anything, the idea of judgment plays such a huge factor in overnight success because I'm constantly thinking about what other people think especially on social media. And again, it goes back to me thinking that I'm a tryhard. And if I'm posting all of these clips from my podcast, and if I'm posting all of these tips on how to model, and in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm not getting the engagement that I want. What the fuck was that? Ice Spice came out. But I don't know. I just find it really interesting that we've been conditioned to care so much about likes. It makes sense that we value ourselves so deeply on social media and I know this is kind of off topic for said topic but I mean social media just plays such a big part especially in overnight success nowadays because you can by definition become an overnight success on social media because success nowadays is measured in followers and you quite frankly can get a hundred to a million followers overnight if you get lucky therefore becoming a success an overnight success even. I think it's a very interesting topic to talk about. And something else that I do want to touch on is nepotism. Nepotism by definition is the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives, friends, 
or associates, especially by giving them jobs. Nepotism has huge effects on someone having overnight success or even just quick success. Let's take the overnight part out of it because as we've established, someone could be in an industry for eight to 10 years, have a hit song and then be called an overnight success. Recently on TikTok, I've been seeing people defending their faves that are Nepo babies. Now, I don't really care for Nepo babies in the sense that I don't care if you're a Nepo baby or not. If you're good at what you do, you're good at what you do, end of. However, comma, if you are a fan of a Nepo baby, baby, stop defending them. They are a Nepo baby. Like, it is what it is. Why can't you just swallow the bullet? Is it swallow the bullet? Take the bullet. I don't wanna get too deep, but your faves don't know you. You're out, oh my God. A huge bumblebee literally just tried to enter my ear hole. Okay, reason number 36 as to why I'm never recording outside again. So I've seen a huge rise of people defending their faves of the nepotism agenda when they fully are nepo babies. There's this certain nepo baby who's the daughter of a film director. I'm not gonna say who it is because it's pretty obvious anyway, but I don't like naming people. I don't think that's fair. I've seen several TikToks of people saying, I love how she's not associating herself with her family and she's not a nepo baby because she's doing it all by herself. You guys don't understand what nepotism is. That's literally the point of nepotism. Their motive is to make you not know that they are related to the person that is famous slash rich. What part of that do you not understand? Like, that's the point. And they were like, oh my God, like I didn't even know this film director. So it's kind of reverse nepotism because now she's more famous to me than he is. Baby, that means their job is done. You think that she would have been half as popular if she didn't have these contacts in the industry? A nepo baby has such a privilege in an industry. And some of us have privilege in our own ways, but nepotism is just on such a separate level that someone trying to defend it is almost embarrassing for them. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my God, like I didn't know their dad. So that means that the nepotism didn't work on me. Baby, nepotism isn't individual to you. Nepotism is individual for the person that is benefiting from it. If someone just randomly became successful in the music industry, there's a reason for that. Because like we've established in this episode, overnight success isn't real. If you're a nepo baby, mama live your damn toot in life. But also don't deny that you had a privilege in the industry because that just annoys me. Like literally just own it. Say yeah, I was in this industry, but I work my ass off every day and anyone in a creative industry that is holding their place and holding their own that's not just from nepotism and i think that is something that needs to be ironed out as well because yes you do have a step up from other creatives that don't have nepotism but to hold your own in any kind of creative field takes a lot of work and it, you don't just stay there by doing nothing you know it's like treading water you've got to tread water otherwise you're going to drown but you've also got to acknowledge the privilege that you've had that really frustrates me when i see people on TikTok defending people almost by saying, oh my gosh, no, they're a Nepo baby, but like, they're not like, they, I don't, I didn't know their dad. So that's, they're not actually a Nepo baby anymore. That's not how it works, babe. Next time, if you see any kind of media trying to portray someone as an overnight success, just do a bit of research before you start feeling guilty, before you start saying to yourself, oh my gosh, they're an overnight success. They become so successful out of nowhere. What am I doing? I'm working so hard and I'm seeing nothing. Research that person. Because if I had taken what the media had said about Katy Perry in 2008, that she was an overnight success, I would have just ran with that. I would have just said, oh yeah, Katy Perry's an overnight success. End of. But if you research it, she'd been working for seven years trying to break it in the industry and then she finally did. It's also just about people seeing your potential and realizing that you have that potential. And like that Forbes article said, refusing to give up. 
Refusing to give up is the most important thing. And if you take one thing from this episode, please don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up just because someone else has reached your summit before you have. That doesn't mean that you can't reach that summit as well. Just like people climb mountains, just because one person's done it doesn't mean other people can't as well. Baby, you're still climbing that mountain, but you're just slightly behind. That person's still on the top of the mountain. It doesn't mean you have to hate that person. Because trust me, I've been in positions where I've felt envious of people that have reached the top of the mountain before me. It feels like they've got a shortcut to that mountain and I've just been at the bottom. And it's really frustrating. It's still up there. It's still there for you. And we've also got to, as a society and as individuals, recognize the successes in our own lives. And you've got to just look at the small wins in life sometimes. And you've got to just give yourself a pat on the back because if you don't, who will? But I guess that's kind of the end of the topic of debunking the myth that is overnight success. Closing notes on the subject matter, I would say in conclusion, comma, please do not give up on what you want to do. Overnight success is not real. Your faves that have nepotism, have nepotism. Do not try and take the nepotism away from them. Baby, it's nepotism. You can't take it away. It's just there. And also continue working hard, continue being proud of yourself, continue rewarding yourself, give yourself a pat on the back, be easy on yourself. You don't have to see a major amount of success in the first year when you just started doing the job that you do. It can be five years, it can be 10 years. Stay inspired and stay true to yourself and do not give up. Okay, closing notes on the topic. An inspiring episode, I think. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Before you go though, I do have the recommendation of the week, which of course is Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please let me know by rating it. I really appreciate you rating the podcast episode. Share it with your friends as well. I also post all the clips of my podcast on my TikTok at kit.costello. Anyway, you can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at kit.costello. You can look at my website and my modeling photos at www.kitcostello.com. I think that's it, right? I always feel like there's something else I need to say. Other than that, I hope you have a great week. I'm sending you so much love as always. Kit. Kit.